What is up and welcome back to the Hexa Podcast. You guys, I realize it's been a while since I did a lot of my latest po- podcast, I guess. But can I use an excuse? I just started grad school, just started my master's program, juggling around, running Hexa, doing that, all a bunch of other stuff going on behind the scenes. I hate to use that as an excuse, but honestly, time man- management isn't really my forte, right? It's not, I'm not, I'm not known for, you know, managing time efficiently, effectively. And that's one of the things I'm working on, but I finished this an assignment early. So I thought this would be a good time to hop on here and get a quick podcast episode out for you guys, especially on a topic that has been pretty prevalent in the gym lately. And that is intermittent fasting. And so I thought, I mean, I, I actually thought this was long overdue we probably should have done this episode a little earlier because it's a pretty a pretty popular topic but before i get into that i've been encouraged to do more shameless plugs mainly by you know my wife <laughs> but i um if you guys are interested in checking out the gym checking hex out seeing what we're all about please head over to our website www.hexiahumanperformance.com um, click on that contact button and you can email me directly and I'll answer any questions you have, especially if you're in Napa local, I'd look it up. Um, all right. Intermittent fasting. I figured that you guys probably don't really give a shit about the science behind it and more about the application. So I'm going to kind of talk, I mean, we can talk science, but, um, there's really, a lot more science that needs to go into it as far as the studies. But first of all, what is intermittent fasting? So the most common, well, in a nutshell, I guess, let me, let me start here is that you essentially you fast for an uh, X amount of time and you eat for X amount of time or Y amount of time. Um, and there are different protocols, but the, the most common protocol is the lean gains method. And that's 16 hours fasted and eight hours fed, meaning you're eating in like a really specific eight-hour window. And you might be asking, like for those of you who've never heard about this before, why on earth would you want to do this? And the goal behind this is usually, I'd say 99% of the time, weight loss and fat loss. Um, You know, as is the goal for many people most of the time, that is kind of the idea behind intermittent fasting. Um, there are different methods out there. Some people just eat one meal a day, one big meal a day, so they'll probably be fasted for a little bit longer. Um, some people will just choose not to eat in a day, um, which is an even longer fasting period. So it kind of depends on the person and your activity level and just what you can deal with and what you like to do. Um, but I do – I never want to be like a nutrition protocol zealot. No, there's not one program I'm married to. So as we talk about this, as this conversation progresses, please note that I am not against intermittent fasting whatsoever. Actually, a lot of times, or a lot of the time, I practice it myself, sometimes not on purpose, but I do tend that, especially on the weekends or days I'm less active, that intermittent fasting is a pretty good option. But I don't want you guys to think that it's by all. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm choking on my food. I don't want you guys to think that it's at all magical, right? There's no magic properties behind it. 
Why intermittent fasting works is simple. It's really simple, and that is you eat in a, a smaller window. So the name of the game when it comes to fat and weight loss is caloric intake. Nutrient intake and caloric output. That is like the bread and butter of fat and weight loss. And so if you think about it, if you shorten that eating window, what's likely going to happen is you're going to eat a lot less. And that is the main driver, guys, on why intermittent fasting works. So what I'm again, what I'm trying to tell you is there's no magic behind it. And you're going to find out with any kind of nutrition protocol out there that there's going to be people that back it 110% saying it's the end-all, be-all of, of nutrition plans and diets. Um, and that's not the case. Intermittent fasting does not work better than if you ate, you know, simply ate protein, protein, various, you know, throughout various parts of the day and eating, you know, in a caloric deficit. That is, you're going to see there's no difference seen in results. The, the real like key is what can you stick to? Some people, it's way easier not to think about food, how much food they're putting in the body as much and just intermittent fast. And just by circumstance, you're going to eat a lot less food. And that is, there is absolutely nothing, nothing wrong with doing that. Um, and I think there are a lot, again, there's people in the other camp too that are so, you know, factual and like, oh, you shouldn't intermittent fast because all it does is, is shorten the window. It doesn't matter. Like it, if it works, it works. And if you find it works for you, great. I've had clients who have done extraordinarily well intermittent fasting. I notice I get pretty lean when I intermittent fat fast on and off, it works. It can work, but it also, if you are eating three thousand calories, thirty five hundred calories, four thousand calories, and in an eight hour window, it's gonna still make you gain weight, right? So you have to still be conscientious, still be mindful of what you're putting in your body. But I do think intermittent fasting can give you a little leeway. Now, I do think what time of the day matters as just far as sustainability. You guys have to remember sustainability is the name of the game. If you don't think intermittent fasting is something you can, can sustain, then I, I don't, I don't think you should do it. <laughs> and that's for any nutrition protocol that's out there. It's all about sustainability. And that's why intermittent fasting works really well for some people and doesn't work well for others because a lot of people can't sustain that. For example, when I wake up in the morning, I'm so hungry. It's like I never ate, but I haven't eaten food in a month. Like that's how hungry I feel when I wake up in the morning. And for some people, they're not hungry when they wake up in the morning. And that's cool. Intermittent fasting will probably, you know, coincide with your lifestyle a little bit easier. But there is an argument on when, if you're doing the lean gains method, if you should fast in the morning, so you know, stop eating around 8 p.m. and begin your next feeding window 12 p.m. the next day or 1 p.m. the next day, whatever 16 hours is. Um, and there's also people on the other side that say, hey, you should probably eat in the morning because of you know, kind of metabolic habits. We should eat in the morning and fast, start fasting maybe like three in the afternoon up until the next morning or whatever, however 16 hours lays out whatever um 
And I think there's pros and cons on both sides. The problem w- to me with fasting later in the day is that what's the most like common cultural meal that we gather around? Dinner, right? I'm going to have dinner with my wife. I'm going to go dinner, have a family dinner over at my parents'. Um, it's a business meeting. We're going to go grab a dinner. Sometimes it's a lunch. I get it. But usually dinner is a meal we gather around. And no one wants to be that pain in the ass. Like when your buddies ask you to go out, get some dinner, grab a beer or whatever, a group of friends, and you don't want to be that person that goes, oh, no, I'm intermittent fasting because they might think you're a bit of a tool. <laughs> it's just straight up. Like there's, there's, there's no denying it that you're probably going to be teased and ridiculed a little bit if you omit dinner because you're practicing a new nutrition protocol. So that 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 reason alone is why I tend to suggest that if you're going to intermittent fast, you might want to make it the morning. Now for me, that was really tough because again, my my metabolism was I mean, I'm I'm rel- like you know, not to my own horn. I'm relatively fit. I'm still relatively young. <laughs> so, I'm not 30 yet. So I still, my metabolism still kind of with it. And I still wake up in the morning ready to eat. So that was definitely an adjustment period. And I think with, again, no matter what nutrition practice you're, you're experimenting with, there's going to be an adjustment period. So the problem I was running into off the bat was I would wake up in the morning, I'd try to fast, and I um, would just like watch the clock ready for noon. Like I would be so hungry just watching the clock. It'd be like 11 o'clock. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I still have an hour. That hour would feel like three. And then once I was able, like ready to eat at noon, I would binge. Like I would just grab anything in my cupboards and just go to town. So first suggestion, only put stuff in your house that you're ready to eat. So if you have chips, if you have bars, if you have candy, if you have any kind of like highly palatable processed carbohydrates, processed crap, ditch it before you start intermittent fasting. Because I promise you, especially in the beginning, you're not going to see any results because as soon as the clock strikes, whenever you're able to eat, you will probably go to town. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I did. Any type of like pita chips my wife had, any type of little dark chocolate pieces she had. If it, I mean, if you guys can't tell, my my wife is the source of all my bad eating. <laughs> but I just would I would just like gravitate straight towards those foods and just get as much in my mouth as I possibly could at one time because I was starving because I wasn't used to doing it that way. Um, now I have a bit better of a routine. And my boss, my body is also kind of acclimated to the, this new eating protocol. But now what I do, usually on days I'm intermittent fasting, I'm working the morning shift at Hexa. So I go to work at 5.30. I never eat that early anyway. I come home, and instead of having breakfast, I have a cup of coffee and sit there and enjoy that cup of coffee with my wife. We call it coffee morning and talk. And I don't really think about food, especially at this point. In the beginning, guys, trust me, I did. And then. I got, you know, an hour break or 45 minute break, I should say, between the blocks, our block scheduling at Hexa. So I go back there 20 minutes, 30 minutes before the next block starts. And then I'm I'm back in training mode and I'm distracted. Again, I'm not thinking about food. Paul and I do have a fridge now, a little employee lounge at Hexa. 
So we'll see if that influences my eating habits. Um, but as of right now, I don't eat again until about noon. And it's been working for me. It's been that's actually been working really well. But I think another part of the conversation that we need to have is training around intermittent fasting. Especially in the beginning. Oh, I sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear my crazy dog Newfoundland must have seen the squirrel and now Brutus, my massive, is going crazy too. Um, they've been quiet, guys, for like the past six hours. And for some reason, they decided just to start going nuts now. So if you hear them bark in the background, I apologize. But back to what I was saying, training around or intermittent fasting around your training. I don't think it's ever going to be optimal and you can ever argue that it's optimal to train in a fasted state. I just, I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me, especially when we're talking about glycogen and especially when you're talking about glucose and glycogen in the style of training you do. So if you're going to go do a yoga session and you're fasted, that's probably not a big deal. You're probably not going to feel much of a difference. Maybe in the beginning, still your energy levels might be a little low, but if you're doing high intensity interval training and you're in a fasted state and you're doing a lot of heavy weightlifting, intermittent or whatever you guys are doing, that's probably going to suck. You're going to notice a difference in strength. You're going to notice a difference in intensity. And I don't think however long it takes you to kind of acclimate to, to intermittent fasting, I don't think you'll ever feel as good as you did while you were fed. And that's you know not taking into consideration how you were fed if you're training. Like if you ate Doritos before you trained, it's probably not going to feel pretty good. But if you had a solid, you know, you know, protein meal, produce meal, some sweet potatoes, you know, a solid like typical bodybuilder lean meal, you'll probably feel better training than if you did intermittent fasting. Um, and that's not only do I do I think that's like anecdotal evidence, but I think you can go and kind of find it in the literature that maybe suggest the same thing that that performance fasted is going to be a little bit different, a little bit worse than performance fed. But again, you guys, I've talked to some people who will argue with me all day about that, about their own experience. So it really depends on personal preference and experiment. Like there's nothing wrong with experimenting. I, if you do experiment guys, give it a couple weeks because if you try a few days, which, which I did a, a while back, I have intermittent fasted a few days and I was like, dude, there's no way I can continue this because I have to look like I'm fit at the rate I'm eating from noon to eight o'clock at night or one to eight o'clock at night. I'm not going to look like a trainer anymore. I'm going to look like a guy who needs training. So, so I took a hiatus for a while from intermittent fasting and then actually relatively recent, just because of circumstance of my schedule that's like, okay, let's try to experiment again with this. And then after the first couple of weeks, I was able to, like I said, acclimate and my body was actually feeling pretty good. And I was getting pretty lean without actually tracking my macros. And I know, I know if you guys listened to podcasts earlier, I am a proponent of tracking macros at some time in your fitness career, um, or as you're going through this process, just to get an idea. Um, but typically when I want to get lean for any certain event, be it summer or whenever, you know, whatever circumstance you would have your shirt off <laughs> going to the beach, um, typically I would count macros. But I notice throughout my intermittent fasting, 
I did notice a difference in how elite I was. Granted, guys, I, my diet for the most part, especially during the week, is pretty much on point. And so I think that's something to consider too, is that not only am I eating less calories, I'm still eating the right kinds of food. I'm still getting the proper amount of protein. I'm still getting an, a ton of produce. I'm drinking a ton of water. Um, and I'm pretty solid. Lately, I've been really solid on sleep. So I think all that kind of added up into this like perfect storm, if you will, of me seeing results without actually really looking to get those results. You know, it's winter. I'm trying to get that winter bulk, you know, the hibernating bear body. <laughs> I'm not really, especially with everything we got going on right now, getting lean has not been a focal point of mine. And it was nice to see that through these, you know, consecutive sustainable habits, good things were still happening. So I think that's promising for, for a lot of you. But again, it all, all boils down to personal preference. Can you see yourself doing it? This is sustainable. There's nothing wrong with experimentation. So you guys will not die if you try intermittent, intermittent fasting. I do suggest if you do try it, please do the lean gains method first. Don't just try to fast for a week. And, and intermittent fasting, guys, is different than cleansing. Right? There is no special cleanse that works that will magically make you lose weight and keep weight off. The goal is always a sustainable approach. I'm going to yell that or preach that as often as I can. You know, Cleanses are not – we'll make a whole other podcast about cleanses and how much I hate cleanses. But it all is in sustainability. So experiment with it. Give it a couple weeks. Give it a month. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But – Please just focus on still what you're putting in your body because intermittent fasting is not like a magical approach. There's nothing magical about it. You eat less calories in a shorter window, plain and simple. Um, so hopefully this podcast was helpful, guys. Again, if you are interested in what we offer here at Hexa, please go visit our website, www.hexahumanperformance.com. Um, and also, like, if you guys have a specific, I have no idea. I have to check how many people listen to this thing. But if you're listening, you want us to talk about certain topics, we have a lot to jump into still. So please, um, you can follow us on Instagram at, at HexaFit, H-E-X-A-F-I-T. And um, you can shoot us a DM, ask us questions there. We'd love to touch up on it. And if you're a client at Hexa, just bring it up because we're always down to talk about anything. And if you want to talk more, go further in intermittent fasting, and how to be a little bit more specific. I'd love to talk about it. But uh, until next time, oh, and I'm promised, like I'm trying to work on this whole time management thing. So I, I, I promise the goal is always once a week. And I'm going to stop, like we have, uh, first we thought we were going to do like seasons of this, but now I'm just going to get it in when I can. Goals once a week, and we'll see, uh, we'll go from there. But we'll see you guys uh, next time. Thank you.